Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social in association with William Hill and Empire Fight Store. Edward, it's always a pleasure. We're getting used to these little Zooms at the minute. I know that you've got a smile on your face. You get to speak to me. Life is good oh. for you because you go into Mexico. Are, but before that, you speak to me. You're so arrogant, right? <laughs> before, we, before you press record, you win. You've really caught me in my David Goggins phase. I'm, <laughs> I'm unbelievable. I'm like, you, you honestly, your ego is wild, Parsons. Wild. But you've started on this uh, on this fitness thing. I've got to give you the prop, Shan. It's uh, it's 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 quite. Hey, I'm getting some. My DMs are, are full up with people saying I'm on the fitness buzz with you. I did have one person mention you out of it, but even today. When I filled my car up, Geezy come over, he went, Ed, looking well, mate, you've done a bit of weight. I see you on the men's health stuff. I'm on it as well. And I thought, nice. If we can inspire people, lovely. And if it, we can help ourselves, because at the end of the day, that is what it's really all about. What I've found in this fitness journey is you just got to be honest with yourself. When people say, why are you doing this? Why are you getting to look good? I want to look good in, good in a pair of shorts. But I've never... All throughout my childhood, and you're the same, Parsons, really, because you are, like, actually, in terms of body look, we were quite similar growing up. You really don't look that great in a pair of shorts, mate. Like, not to the level like, of going to Ibiza, right, you're rocking, you know, you walk down that main bit there, what is it, Tannet Beach Club, Nikki Beach, whatever it is, and you're standing there, and someone is going to look over and go... Look at that absolute machine over there. They're not going to do it, are they? They're going to go... There he is, fluffy hair, looks a bit like a tennis ball on his head, looks like a nice feather, but let's be honest, he ain't exactly a machine. All I want, really, is to be able to put on a pair of swimming trunks and go, I've finally done it, because I've never been in shape in a pair of swimming trunks. Got away with it, got a few quid, you get away with these things, hairy chest, you know, you can hide a little bit. Now, it's all come off, we're ready for big, big games and big big reveal coming very soon. 
got a I'm few excited. There's a lot of exciting projects being worked on, Parsons. Something up the locker that you're not telling us, but we'll 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 let the plans materialise. I pick up on the Bifa thing this time next year when I go to Ibiza because it's happening. I'm telling you, all the ten out of ten rockets gonna be looking from afar, going, "Oi, look at the boy!" <laughs> oh. Okay, let's talk boxing. Um, Mexico. I used to say that every year, by the way. When I was your age. Thanks. 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 Next year, I'll be ripped to shreds. Oh, they look unbelievable. And then the man boobs were still there. And the dad bod was there at 20. Um, Mexico show this week. Excited? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been like three weeks without a show. And I've kind of enjoyed just being around, really. Being in the office and being able to have a normal kind of lifestyle and, and get some work done and prepare, really, for a massive run. Um, if we go December 23rd, which is looking increasingly likely, we will have one weekend off between now and Christmas. And that is KSI against um, Tommy Fury. So good way to kick off in Mexico. I've got a, a summit I'm going to tonight and I'll be out there tomorrow night. Um, good card, Angel Fierro. It's Mexican Independence Weekend as well in Tijuana, which will be wild. Um Angel Fiera, who's on the verge of a world title shot, 135 pounds. Uh, Kevin Crespo in a great fight as well. Um, Erica Cruz as well, back after that fight of the year with Amanda Serrano in a good fight. Stein Nicholson's got a massive fight, fighting interim world champions, a big fight for the division. Uh, Federico Pacheco as well. Um, it's going to be a good little card as we gear up. And, and then we move on to Orlando, which I think is a brilliant card as well. Are you coming out for that? Coming out to Orlando, Shan. Yes. Yes, you'll be all have you have you teased that I'm pretty sure it's like I've looked online, right? I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but I get to look at these things as a, a bit of leisure as well. Yeah. If this is the gaff I'm thinking that you lot have booked, I swear to god I'm never coming oh, out. The Caribe. Yeah. It's a cracker, mate. It's a cracker. And obviously for you, you got Minnie and Mickey Mouse nearby at the Disney World as well. So that'd be sweet. That's actually what Frank wanted to do with me. Uh, let's go on to that. Connor Ben, I believe that's his return. I know that there's some things that need finalising and sorting out, but um, some from sort of speaking to the team, it, it seems like all systems are go just getting the opponent, getting a, an agreed weight to fight at. Yeah, we haven't got long. I mean, you're talking about 11 days, but there is every chance Connor Ben could fight next week in Orlando. I think there'll be a decision today or tomorrow because obviously he'll need to fly out there. and um, He's just ready to fight. You know, he's looking like a savage in sparring. And we've got a massive fight for him planned in December. And I think Tony wants him to to get in the ring. You know, he's had, what, 18 months out of the ring now? It's a huge period of time to go straight back into a career-defining fight, which the December fight will be. And I think he's up for that. But I think, realistically, Tony would like to just get him a run out. And now he's in a position to have that run out. There is every chance he could fight in Orlando next week on a brilliant card. You just want to quickly talk us through that card? Yeah, I mean, Richardson Hitchens, I think, could be one of the standout superstars at 140 pounds. Same kind of score and era as, as Shakur and Tank and all those guys. Top amateur, undefeated. He's got a really tough fight against Zepeda. And then you've got Sandy Ryan in a massive fight for her in British boxing. A big unification fight with Jessica McCaskill. It's going to be a really tough fight for both girls there. Ammo Williams. Um, against Steve Rolls, great fight as well. And, and hopefully Connor Ben. 
So it'll be an unbelievable. I mean, if he's added, it'll be just an incredible card. And then we move on to the 30th, which obviously you were on holiday when we had a media day here last week in the garden, but you covered it. And I think that's a great card as well. You know, the more I look at the stuff around Upper Tire and, and Jordan Thompson, the more I think it's going to be a really good explosive fight. And uh, looking forward to that. And then the week after, Wood Warrington in Sheffield. I can't wait. We were just debating the fight in the office. Brilliant, brilliant fight. Week up after is off. Catrell Linares selling really well. Done nearly 6,000 tickets already in Liverpool for that. Great card there as well. October 28th, we just announced Rocky Hernandez against Oshaki Foster. Brilliant fight in Cancun. November 4th, he's now announced Joe Caldina against Vasquez. Ramla Ali will rematch. Oh, video, by the way. Shout out, hey. Shout out, Alex. Shout I mean, that's out, the best response I've ever had to a promo video. You know, and I've got, I've got to be honest, when they were getting me to film it and they were showing me, you know how they do, they sort of, you know, they they computer generate all the scenes and stuff like that. I'm looking at it going, you sure, Hainsey? But fair play, unbelievable levels. Um, it's Monaco, November 4th. November 11th, Newcastle or Bivol. November the 18th, Pacheco in Los Angeles. November the 25th, Cameron against Taylor in Dublin. Massive rematch. December 2nd could then be Bivol or a UK show. Could even be the return of Billy Joe Saunders. December 9th, hopefully this week, Haney against Progre over in San Fran. December 16th, Bam against uh, Sonny Edwards. And 23 could even be Anthony Joshua, subject to what happens with the uh, Deontay Wilder debacle, which will unfold. Weird old sport we work in. What other industry would be able to just rattle off the rest of the Saturday dates for the rest of the year? It's, not, it's, not, it's not the industry, mate. It's just me. No one else can fucking do it. Let's be honest. Who else can give you the spiel like that? They probably have notes in front of them or a geezer in the office, like you think again. This one, this one, like behind the laptop. So, yeah, that's all from here and all from here. And that's why we're number one in the game, baby. Connor Ben, um, this UCAG case we know sort of isn't going to be as long as some of the other ones. They left it to the last minute to appeal. Six to eight weeks is a rough time. I was just speaking to Frank an hour or so ago. I said, can you still cooperate with the Sourlands? Can you still have conversations about making this fight? Do you know when we'll get an outcome? Is it looking positive? We know that he's able to fight, whether it be Orlando or wherever first, but... Um, looking like all systems are go for this Eubank fight, no more sort of bumps in the road? I hope so. Look, I mean, I think, I don't know, you know, I don't want to go too into it in terms of why people are doing certain things, but at the end of the day, he won the case. He's cleared to fight. He's no longer suspended. That's been lifted. Now, if in the appeal, he loses the appeal, which I don't believe has absolutely any chance whatsoever, then... Uh, he could be suspended by UCAD and subject subject to the hearing. I mean, it's like, but at the moment, and you know, having spoken to the board and Robert Smith, he doesn't have a suspension and ultimately he's free to box. He doesn't have a license with the board, but he does have a license with America. He has no suspensions worldwide. So you may see him fight next week. In terms of December fight, obviously, you know, we want to do the fight in the UK. We can do the fight in... Qatar, in Abu Dhabi, wherever it's going to be. But we would like to do that fight in the UK and we'd like to do it at Millennium Stadium or Wembley. It's the biggest fight in British boxing outside of Anthony Joshua against Tyson Fury. It's absolutely ginormous. So that's what we want to do. That's what Sal and want to do. 
Chris Eubank, I can't speak on his behalf, but financially, the biggest fight for him by mile. Same for Conor Ben. We'll see. You know, it's been a it's been a long eighteen months since Conor Ben last fought, so we're looking forward to to changing that soon. Edward Anthony Joshua. Um, it now seems unlikely that the Deontay Wilder fight is next. Um, just sort of priorities and everything. We know that necessarily. I mean, the situation is. There's been months of conversations with um, Saudi Arabia and and obviously individually with Anthony Joshua and with Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua both agreed to the fight, the terms, the money, everything. We know there's a change in landscape over there. And, I, you know, I mean, we'll see how that unfolds. But at the moment, until we receive a contract to do that fight, it's not happening. Now, does that come this week? Does it come in two months? Does it come at all? I don't know. So we're a little bit in limbo. Obviously, we were working with people that we've worked with before, you know, and, and when they tell us it's done, generally it's done. But on this occasion, it's not yet done. So we, after meeting with AJ yesterday, and I had a, a brief chat with Shelley Finkel last night, we want to make that fight. That fight is the top two fights in the world in world boxing in terms of its size so we're not limited to doing that in Saudi Arabia or the Middle East but now I want to start looking alternative venues whether that's a site fee or whether that's Las Vegas or whether that's um, Wembley I mean I said to AJ yesterday you know you against Deontay Wilder in Las Vegas is an absolute monster so Let's explore it. And that's what we'll do with that fight. Now, in the meantime, do we look at that fight for January or do we look at it for March? Do we box in December? These are all parts of the conversations that we had yesterday. And being completely honest, I don't know the answer to any of it at the moment. But right now, my instruction is to explore alternative venues while we wait to hear what's happening in Saudi Arabia for, for AJ against Wilder. See if that's a possibility for January. If it looks like it's going to go to March or April, I think he'll fight again. If he does, who, where? So there's a lot of moving parts at the moment. And that's honestly the landscape. I don't know if he'll fight in December, then fight Wilder, if he'll wait and fight Wilder early in the year. But Deontay Wilder is the fight that we want. And we've both sort of mentally committed to that fight, both camps. You know, speaking to Shelley last night, it's like, look, we thought that fight was done. So did we. But if it's not done, we'd like to save it because we all want the fight, you know? When the sort of apple was being dangled in front for so long and, and purses and everything agreed and then for sort of this to be all up in the air, is it difficult for the fighters themselves? I know we talk about Vegas and stuff like that, but or maybe, you know, another site fee or offer elsewhere, but... Obviously, that's probably where the most of the money would have been put up. Are they content in, in maybe looking at less? Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's irrelevant what the number was. If it's not there, it, it never really mattered. You know, and, and sometimes fighters say, well, I was going to make that or I got off of that, but you didn't, did you? So, and by the way, the, the money's not, I mean, you're not a million miles out on the number by doing it in Vegas. I think it's one of the biggest gates that can be generated in Vegas. It's a huge pay-per-view on both sides of the Atlantic. Um, but obviously allure of fighting in the Middle East is that generally there's a premium for those purses. I don't think 
either fighters now going to turn around and say, oh, I'm not making as much. I'm not doing the fight. You know, when you look at Wilder, really, where are his big fights? He's not going to fight Usyk because Usyk's tied up now for a, a while. And he's not going to fight Fury again. So the only bumper payday for Deontay is Tyson, is, is AJ. And when you look at AJ, he's got two bumper fights. Tyson Fury, who he can't, you know, act with any certainty that he would fight AJ. And Deontay Wilder. So, and, and that everybody wants big fights. It's not like just AJ. Wilder wants the biggest fights out there, the most amount of money. And, and so does Usyk. And, and I guess Fury does as well. So um, that's where we're at at the moment. And we'll see what unfolds. What is the Saudi boxing landscape now? For for so long, it was it was dominated by Skills Challenge. We know that it, Turkey has come in. He's the one who, uh, I believe, very close with Mohammed bin Salman there, uh, putting on Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. Is is the landscape changing? Is is he more at the forefront of of putting on on and staging these events? No, really. I mean, obviously, you know, it appears that Skills Challenge will take a step back um, from boxing. Um, think it's up to them to you know speak on their behalf and obviously we've had various conversations um I don't know for how long or or what that looks like and we haven't yet opened conversations with anybody else um about the fight but I've also made it clear that if you want that fight and we want to move forward on what was offered and essentially agreed by us we'd be ready to contract that fight but if not no problem we can look at one down the line and, you know, I think we'll see what Tyson Fury does as well after the Ngannou fight. He's going to have to fight someone. The biggest fight for Tyson Fury in boxing is Anthony Joshua. But there's also a very big fight against Alexander Usyk. So um, we've just got to look after our own career, map our own future. And that's what we're doing and that's what we were talking about yesterday. Is it at all frustrating after sort of months of, of, of conversations and stuff to sort of just come and hit this sort of brick wall? I know not brick wall, but a, a bit of a bump in the road. Um, yes, yeah, it's just boxing. I mean, it's never done till it's done. But when you talk about, like, we're not reliant on that deal happening. We can make this fight in other territories. And we can make this fight in traditional territories. Wembley and Vegas. Now, if the money's... 20%, 25% less, whatever it is. It is. It's just like. So, a bit frustrating because obviously, you know, I don't feel like we've been strung along, but we've been told that it's done and it's happening and now it might not be. So, it's okay. Now you've got to think on your feet and move direction. That's just part of the game. You talk about AJ having a potential ring return in December, maybe that 23rd date. Uh, Andy Ruiz tagged you in a tweet and said about making that trilogy fight. We know that that's something that's always been sort of a, a good fight that Matram see after. They don't mind the Ruiz trilogy. Could that be AJ's next fight? What sort of names are we looking at? Again, like, there hasn't been massive discussions. I think it's probably a step up from the last couple, but it depends where it is. Uh, if it happens, when it, uh, just so much, if there's another fight actually signed for after, I don't know, but he's enjoying being active. I mean, when you look at the division, people are so inactive right now. Like, when was the last time Deontay Wilder boxed? Was it November last year? I don't know. Or yeah, one or, round against Hellenius. Yeah, so before that, and Andy Ruiz. Like, all these guys are so inactive. If AJ fights in December, he's boxed three times in eight months. And we are treading water a little bit while we wait for a, a massive fight, but I'd rather tread water 
and fight and get paid and improve than just wait like everybody else. So I think we're the ones out there that, you know, are doing the right things and staying active. Um, Adam Azim and Dalton Smith. Now, you said that you'd reached out last week in or Frank Smith in, in regards to that fight. It's just been reported, I think, five minutes before uh, I, I started speaking to you that Adam Azim will fight Petit Jean. Now, if I've offended man like Who? Petit Jean from Friday, he's a European... He's fighting him to test for the European title. I don't know if my pronunciation's right. I'm not great on French boxing, but I take it from for also from what Frank said to me earlier. No response at all from boxer regarding that fight. No, I mean, look, we won a big fight for Dalton Smith. So Frank spoke to the team. Um, they made him a huge offer for the fight with Adam Azim, and I think. I, I think there's a lot of really good British fights to be made now that we don't have to wait to marinate. Like we always talk about, you know, I heard it the other night on a broadcast, what fight was it? Denzel Bentley and Hamza Shiraz, right? Oh, someone said on the studio, you know, this could be a 50,000 crowd fight when they both have world titles. Come on, what a load of codswallop. Make that fight, that's a really good fight that is. Make it now. Dalton Smith against Adam Azine. Let's make it now. Sometimes these guys don't go on to become world champions. So I just want to try and make some really good British fights. So, yeah, we, I mean, Frank made the offer to, to Boxer after speaking to Dawn's team. Um, no response, but, I, you know, I think... Does that you know, surprise Adam, you? No, I think Adam's a very good fighter. And it's not like we're really not making an offer here to try and get some headlines for Dawn Smith. I just think it's a great British fight. Um, and Adam Azim's a great, great talent. Probably not ready for Dalton Smith, and that's probably why they chose not to reply. But um, reply would have been nice. But yeah, doesn't look like it's one for, for the future. Let's rattle up some more. I don't want to keep you for too long. You mentioned Dimitri Bivol. It was reported some talks regarding the Lyndon Arthur fight. Could that be Dimitri Bivol's return? I mean, when you look at the landscape, you're fairly limited in terms of that voluntary defence. As I always say, I'd love to give the fight to a Brit. Um, Boatsy turned the fight down, obviously. Uh, Dan Aziz turned the fight down. So we may offer it to Lyndon Arthur as well, and we'll see. Um, yeah, that's really where we're at with it. Where are we with Dillian White and Alicia Baumgartner? Any updates on on, on their sort of hearings? Alicia Baumgartner, there's a lot of correspondence going back and forward between her lawyer and, and uh, I believe, the commission and the governing bodies. I think I'll see her next week at the Orlando show. Um, Dillian White, I've not heard from. I've not heard from the time. Mean, obviously, I don't represent him, so but I haven't heard from him since the day or the team since you know the, the day that, uh, that that news came out. Eddie, just uh, quickly, we saw the altercation between Fabio Wardley and David Adelaide. Now, we believe that the fight will still happen uh, as co-main event. We're not sure whether the British title will be up for grabs or not, because obviously it's in a different territory. I believe they're going through that at the minute. But, um, yeah, what did you make of it all? Uh, no, really, what, what to make of it? I mean, it's a good fight. I don't believe the British title's on the line. I don't think it can be, but it's still a good fight. The fight on the red carpet, I mean, yeah, never good. You know, you'd want your security to get in there, but at the end of the day, they're all big lumps, aren't they? Sometimes you can't stop them. So, um, 
yeah, you never want to see a fighter get injured or cut on it. Even if the fight's still on, it ain't great to get cut on the chin and the eye and I think he damaged his fingers as well. But whatever, Fabio's a tough boy and, you know, um, wish him all the best. Eddie, finally for me, you seem very chilled out. Give us so some chilled. give us some final words. I'm so chilled. I, I reckon my pulse is about 40 at the moment. I'm training so hard. I'm so excited to get back on the road and hit this run of events, you know. I feel like that three weeks of just same time zone, training twice a day, just sleeping. Although I haven't been sleeping great last couple of nights, actually. Um, but ready, I'm just ready. I feel revitalised. I'm excited for our fighters. I'm also excited about a lot of young fighters that we've signed. Yes. You know, that's the thing for me that, you know, we joke about Frank, and Frank is taking over the boxing business, Frank Smith. You know, I'll always be here. I'll be the, you know, here for a laugh. You can roll me out and I'll be the, still be El Jefe. I'll be the big boss, but he's out there making moves and, you know, he's doing a great job. Um, but I get a lot of my enjoyment from guiding a fighter and, you know, making sure that we position them right, making sure we manoeuvre them right to the world title. So when we find sign people like, you know, I mean, there's loads of fighters that have turned pro with us recently, but, you know, recently Jimmy Sainz, you know, Laley, um, you know, and then you go back to like George Didard and, you know, Maisie and, um, Aaron Bowen and Muhammad Ali and Cameron Vong, who looks sensational as well, George Vizioli. Yeah. A lot of people that are going to be making their debuts coming up, that's where I get a lot of enjoyment from because one of those names is going to go on and become a world champion. Maybe two. But it's a great feeling to go through that journey with them, you know, and feel like now Frank is taking a lot off my plate. I can really focus on the fighters and you might not you know, they might not hear or see me all the time, but I'm behind exactly where they're going. And I'm passionate about that. I, you know, I, I love, away from all the shit of, you know, whatever, like, you know, Twitter and Barda and whatever, that's where I get a lot of my enjoyment to see people chase a dream and achieve a dream. And to be a small part of that is always great. So, we're looking forward to that over the next few weeks and looking forward to the career of um, a lot of these young fighters um, blooming before our eyes. And also looking forward to investing my time and my money more in grassroots. And, um, you know, the Lynn last week was a great experience. And, you know, someone come on recently and just said, like, I went to the Lynn, you know, I've got a very successful business now and I'd like to match your donation. I was like, fuck, that's like, that's like life changing for the club, you know? And if we can just help out a little bit, like the clubs deserve this and the kids deserve this, but the people at the clubs also deserve it. You know, like the volunteers, the secretaries, the people that have been there for so long, they're all struggling every week to keep these clubs open. So if we can just help a little bit and they deserve it as well. And that was like last week at the Lynn, it felt really good, you know, it was like so good to see and on the week of the thompson Opatire fight, we'll be opening the doors to the Lynn again. And it'll be amazing to see those two or 300 members from, from Peckham and around there get the opportunity to use that facility again. So, yeah, I want to do things that make me feel good and make my heart feel full. 
and you know the young fighters coming through and grassroots and all that stuff. So you know, getting a bit soft in my old age past. You're not getting a bit soft. I was going to say, when when are you going to call me a wanker again, mate? What's going but on a serious note, I like I love to see people do well, like everybody in life, not just people I represent or people I can make money out of. I like to see people do well and be happy. So I'm definitely going soft. But uh, <laughs> you're going far too soft. Frank's not, so we're all right. Eddie, happy Tuesday. Lovely speaking. Right, See you in Orlando next week. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.